Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Foods serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Don't need no stinking intro. Don't want to do anything with you. Don't want to do anything with you. Don't want to do anything with you. Hell, uh, welcome to another Thursday edition. It seems like just yesterday on the Westwood One Radio Network, we were just here. It's an off-week Thursday. Today over at tclub.team. I went real deep on Tennessee's basketball program, as I promised I would one day this week. We dedicated some time to it. The Tennessee basketball team is absolutely loaded. I mean loaded. Loaded. Like they got guys that they've gotten, like this car kid, they had, they thought, okay, well, we'll just, you know, place him for a year and, We'll do our thing. 
he can really play. They got Ganey's son. They were thinking, well, you know, that's kind of fun. Coach's kid gets to go over here, and he'll shoot the ball for us a little bit. Prolific shooter. He can handle the ball. Uh, they've got guys like this Phillips kid. They thought, well, you know, Alabama, it's John David Phillips kid, and, you know, that's kind of fun. And he'll be like, uh, you know, he'll be an okay kid, but will he be athletic enough? They're, they're comping him to early John Fulkerson. So read all about it. Uh, we talked to several different folks and got a pretty good glimpse of what's going on internally there. In the meantime, John Adams is in the house. And we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Adams, let's uh, start here as I welcome you in. It's always good to visit with you, man. I hope you're doing well with that respiratory stuff that's going around right now. <clears throat> oh, I thought I was the only one that had it. Oh, God, I'm, I was up in the middle of the night coughing with it. And um, buenos dias to you, amigo. Uh, I don't speak that language, but I, I assume it's a good greeting. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm always glad to see our name appear in your column. Now, i got to ask you something. Man to man here. We're off the air, okay? Nobody listening. Do you write? Do you write those uh, letters that come in to you that you publish? You ever sit down and just kind of? Well, I'm just asking. We're 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 among friends here. Nobody gonna tell anybody. Uh, you know, I hear that a lot, Tony. But of course, I don't. I mean, those are all legitimate emails that I get from my literary contributors. I got one yeah. this past week from uh, somebody named Billy. Billy. Billy was Billy's not a, happy. Billy's about a listener. Our, he, yeah. he wasn't happy about my appearance on your show uh, because he said I wasted valuable time talking about Titans Bill's birthday. Uh, he also said I had no sense of humor, which is in the eye of the beholder, obviously. He basically uh, said, leave the humor to Basilio. He basically said Basilio's a witty see, type. I, I'm, just, I'm just kind of this drab guy that hangs out here once a week. <laughs> you thought he wrote that, Tone? You thought he wrote a letter bashing himself? Well, I mean, that makes you... Let me yeah. put it to you this way. It, it, <laughs> well, I mean, it's... <laughs> well, wait a second here. It's like a good foil. It's a good... John's a, John doesn't care at this point. It's a good foil, man. If you write that letter, think about it. You position yourself. No, Tony, that's absurd to think that I would do that. I do have some journalistic ethics. You might not realize that. These are all legitimate. I mean, you get don't you get a lot of feedback from oh my god. Well, you don't make up emails and send them to yourself. Do you? half, half, I mean, no offense to half of these people that you know. <laughs> and I love y'all. Tony doesn't reply to regular emails, much less make up <laughs> another one. Half of y'all, half of y'all couldn't tie your shoes in the morning you need velcro strips i mean i'm not i'm not here to rip the listeners of this deal but i mean half of y'all and and, and you're gonna tell Tony, john adams I, how I to do mind. you're gonna tell john adams how to do his john adams is unbelievable and, and look billy i love you billy's got the best show billy i bet you literally I bet you literally, well, I didn't get me started. 
Um, no, but Tony, I, I didn't mind the, the criticism of myself, but it bothered me that he would take a shot at Titans Bill, who's yep. obviously a legendary caller. Yes. And I think his uh, birthday party, unless you've canceled it, it could be one of the big events of the fall well, season. Tom Marine, Smoothie King Tom. And by the way, the Kelly boys and me will be collaborating more afternoon on a new Smoothie King Jr. commercial. I want my peanut butter, Jr. little TK for you there. Uh, at any rate, Tom Marine called the show a couple weeks back. Oh, and, man, Crow. And jam, huh? and jammed the phone down on me and uh, basically said, I'm, giving, I'm going to give Titans Bill a birthday party in November, whether you like it or not. And, Tom, you do what you're going to do. But next week we're going to celebrate Joshy Boy's birthday party. Uh, Vandy Joe has nudged his way in. He's told people it's his birthday. We did Beano's last week. You know, we ought to be like the old uh, Claude the Cat Tomlinson deal and just start celebrating birthdays on here every day. That's kind of what a about sweet thing. The, what about Polly Joe? I think he deserves some some love, doesn't he? What did he do? Brain donor. He probably well, sent you that. He ruined his birthday down there in Atlanta. Yeah, the Cubs. The right fielder. Yeah, he went down. If I told you about this, Adam, so he went down to see the, um, a buddy of mine got him kind of a hookup and got him some tickets on his birthday. This is my, this is a great story. The schlubs were winning six to nothing. All they have to do is win that game and basically win another one, and they're going to make the playoffs. And it was the first game of that series last week in Atlanta. Atlanta's not even trying. They're not even trying to win. And the Schlubberoonies, they got a guy in right field. Looks like Stevie Wonder out there in right field. This guy couldn't catch a cold in a room full of sick kids. I mean, the ball's hit right at him. And he's over there. <laughs> the ball almost hits him. He looks like me in high school. So... Holy Joe's birthday got ruined. I think the I think the Cubs went on and won one one more game all year, finished out of the money. John, this weekend's going to be really fun. This is a great weekend to sit around. Uh, to this is going to be a great weekend to sit around and uh, watch some college football. This is going to be an awesome weekend, man. Yeah, I think it could be the best weekend of the season. Uh, it, really good games in the SEC. Games that we don't, I mean, we think we know how they're going to turn out, yep. like Georgia, Kentucky, but you can't be sure. And uh, even LSU, Missouri is kind of appealing to me because I'm not sure how good Missouri is. Right. I know it's better than last year. LSU, monstrous offense and defense is bewildering. Uh, and, of course, Texas A&M and Alabama, I really, I really think Texas A&M is going to win that game outright, and it's getting points in the betting line. So if I'm not sure of it, Alabama will probably run away with it, but that's going to be a tremendous atmosphere. They'll put 110,000 people in there, and it will be loud. Well, you know, you can always be like Nashville Lee and claim that, you know, play both things today, and then say you were on the right side. That clown called in here yesterday in our uh, TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime because we're doing tonight, 
and we'll, you, we'll it'll be available for consumption tomorrow. But our uh, winners and losers presented by our friends at Miller Lite, and <laughs> he comes in here yesterday and says, "You're the one. You're the one that said play the under in the Kentucky game." Ugh. No, I didn't. Li- li- I went back and listened. Hey, Lee, you must not think I have access to the internet. You goof. I'm playing that back for you tonight, Lee, and I want you to hear. You tell me what happened there, you goofball. Don't come in here, fibbing. I ain't one of your, I'm not one of those guys, you know, you guys all, you only talk about your wins. Uh-uh. We keep score around here. All right, let's move along. <coughs> so, I can't figure out what's the best result. John, your thoughts on the first uh, ten minutes of this today? We're all over the place. Does it seem like I'm prepared at all for the show today? Well, I think you might be better when you're not prepared. Interesting. I, I think you're really rolling today. Interesting. Yeah. I so, just, I, so, go ahead. Well, here's my question for you. You've done this for a long time. Yesterday, I had a uh, old head out of A uh, and M who I I love this guy, Brian. What's that dude's name? I'm telling you, I was up like half a night coughing. It's uh, Robert Cessna. You know Bob Cessna from down there, the college. I know from the Phillies win. Eagle College Station, Brian. Uh, Brian College Station, Eagle, down there in. Uh, well, he, they're not in our footprint, so you wouldn't know that. If he was an SEC guy, no, I know years, that name. Yeah, he's a great guest, and he's really cool. I said, Bob, what, what's from a Tennessee standpoint, right? What's the best result this weekend? Because this is an interesting deal. These are two heavyweight teams. Tennessee's going to play both in consecutive weeks. You're looking at this thing and you're going, okay, what's the best result this weekend for the Vols? Outside of like a five-overtime game that really exhausts both clubs. He said, Tony, if I'm a Tennessee fan... Well, Brian, what did he say? He wants. He, he thinks it's better that Texas A&M he loses. He thinks it'd be better if A&M lost the game. Yep. He thinks the air would go the out balls. of them. Now, I'm of the belief that if A&M wins that game, their history says that they will not handle that well. Their history says that they would come in here and lay down and the only real road game they've had this year, he said they fell apart at Miami. He said there's no other way of... He said, Tony, the Van Dyke guy, he said, I realize that game was kind of played in the middle of the afternoon, and maybe you guys missed it, and blah, blah, blah. He said the Van Dyke guy could have thrown for four, or could have thrown for a 1,000 yards in that game if he would have really wanted to. He said it was, it was unreal how bad A&M's defense was. He said, and I think they're not going to handle a spot on the road well. He said, if they lose, there's a chance these guys could kind of pack it in. Dissension could set in. My belief is if they win, John, they're not going to handle it well. I'm starting to think A&M's not going to handle it well next week, the more I think about that game. What's the best result from Tennessee's perspective? What do you think? I think the best result, I agree with uh, your good buddy Robert Cessna that the best thing that could happen for Tennessee is for A&M to lose. Then it's got two losses. It's got a loss in the West. I think if Texas A&M wins that game, its confidence will be soaring. 
uh, and that then it look it's the favorite to win the West. And I know I understand the history, and I appreciate that. But I think in for this team in this game, uh, the best outcome for Tennessee would be a loss. I think it would be deflating. If you can't win that game with 110,000 people in the stadium all screaming on your behalf, uh, if you can't beat Alabama in that situation, remember it beat Alabama a couple of years ago in that situation with Zach Calzada at quarterback. That's a tremendous home field advantage. If he can't win that game, I really think it will be totally deflated. But uh, aside from the intangibles, and I know what happened in Miami. I watched that game. Uh, Texas A&M is a really talented team. Bobby Petrino's helped its offense a great deal. Yep. Uh, it's a. I think it's a better team than Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee will have intangibles in its favor, but this is a talented A&M team. And for all its troubles last year, uh, and there were plenty of them, it lost a lot of close games. But it did have a lot of injuries. And so playing a lot of guys because of the injuries now, it's got it's got considerable depth in the offensive and defensive line. Uh, so I think it will be I think it will be a really challenging game for Tennessee. No if A and M beats Alabama. If Al- if Alabama wins that game, I think uh, it will be hard for A and M to bounce back. So I want to offer the living listener a deal today in light of these this stretch that's coming up here. Here's the deal. I'll make a deal with you right now. I think 9-3 and three is a great record for this team. Some people think go higher and, you know, whatever. So you're not going to take this deal if you're one of those people. But, but I'll tell you this. Tennessee's got this home field winning streak. Brian, that's how many? 12? Is that right? Is that the number right now? Yeah. 12. Yep, 12 in a row. That's excellent. In today's day and age and the parity of college football, and uh, that's really that's really great. What if I were to say to you right now, I'll make a deal with you. Tennessee beats A&M, wins their other home games, you know, the Amachi game and whatever else is left at home, gets a win over Georgia, penultimate week of the season. Knocks them out of the deal. Special day in Neyland Stadium. Georgia comes in here unbeaten. Tennessee knocks the feet right out from under them. Second straight year. So two signature wins in your building this year. But in return for that, you got to give me two losses. Two of the three road games, You, it's ladies' choice, okay? You're going to lose at Alabama, and you lose to either Kentucky or Missouri. Now, Matt, you're pretty honest about this club this year. Would would you make that trade to treat the home fans to two incredible days of college football, memories, storm the field, beat Georgia, take the goalpost down Cumberland Avenue, yada, 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 Make Kirby Dumb cry right in the middle of Neyland Stadium. Have a home winning streak going into next year. Matt, will you take my deal? Yeah, probably. Although you don't storm the field beating Georgia the week after you lose at Missouri. 
<laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, in this hypothetical. I mean, if you look, go up there and lose to Missouri yeah. in some weird game, you know, it's like November, maybe it's like snowing or something, yes, or the yes. quarterback's hurt or yep. whatever. Yep. And then you come back home and beat Georgia, which, I mean, that's not realistic at all, but you're not storming the field when you beat Georgia after that Missouri loss. John Adams, do you think? Uh, and by the way, eight six five. But I would, I would yeah. take the deal. I would take the deal. Beating A and M in Georgia would be very, very impressive for this team. And take a home winning streak in the next year. It would be incredible. It would be a talk of the off season. Because the hallmark of to me of a southeastern conference team that's formidable is one that wins on its home field. Wins on its home field. Watson Brown said something yesterday about Alabama. He said if Alabama beats A&M Saturday, he thinks A&M's going to get Alabama. But he said if Alabama somehow finds a way with that quarterback play to beat A&M down there, you better watch out for them. He said that Saban guy, they will be a gathering storm no matter what you think about their personnel. Some people just have a knack for it. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. I I don't know. John, do you think that would be a fair deal for the living Vol fan? You win your home games the rest of the year, and then you go, you know, two and one on the road in those last three. Yeah, sign on the dotted line. You should even do that if you just say Tennessee goes nine and three. Would you take nine and three regardless of how – the games play out. If you're nine and three, Tennessee should take that right now without hesitation. This team could still lose five games. Yeah, I think that's right, and that's that's where I'm coming. And I want to see where the living listener is in terms of what the level of expectation is from here. In eight six five two hundred five four zero two, we'll park there. Will you take the deal? The deal is you're going to win your home games. And you're going to lose two or three on the road. Which, you know what? No shame in losing in Alabama if it came to that. What's tricky is you have to decide, do I want to give up Missouri or Kentucky? Now, Matt, in his mind, already gave up Missouri. John just brought up a really interesting point. That LSU program can't stop anybody right now. And say what you want to say about Missouri, but they've got a pretty good young quarterback. They've spent some money in the transfer portal. They have this kid who transferred from Oklahoma who was a great wide receiver in high school and who's kind of refound himself there at Missouri. And all of a sudden, you look up, and that's that Missouri bunch could go to 6-0 and this week. Like out of nowhere. With... A guy that, you know, for those of you who were around back in the day, looks like a demented David Cassidy, uh, their head coach, Eli Drinkafith. So, I mean, he just has that, he just, something about that guy, he has that Breck girl look. Who was the uh, guy that ran for office they called the Breck girl? Um, John, uh, Oh, he had that affair. Um, oh, I know. Uh, Gary. No, uh, no, that's like, no, 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 no. He was one of them. Gary Hart's one of them. John I, Edwards. I know the one. John the, Edwards the is the guy he looks like. And he looks like John Edwards. He's got that oh, Breck girl kind of look. He, God, Edward, that guy was pretty good looking. 
This oh, guy. Rinkowitz? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, Matt, do you find. Look, hey, Tony, don't email John Edwards and tells him, tell him, hey, there's a football coach in the SEC who looks just like you. Eliad Drinkowitz. He'll look in the mirror and shoot himself. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, Dixon, are you dealing with the fact they could be 6-0 and after this weekend? Missouri, no, I don't think it can keep up with LSU for all its flaws defensively, and I don't really understand why it's so bad defensively. Uh, secondary's not great, but the front seven should be pretty stout. But that offense of LSU's right now, I ain't put 50 on just about anybody. If Jane Daniels is throwing the ball the way he's been throwing it with those receivers – and they've got better running backs than they had last year. And if they could just slow people down defensively, that's all they had to do against Ole Miss is just slow them, slow them down a little bit. Wow. They're going to score. They remind me kind of of Tennessee's offense last year. I just feel like they can put, you know, they could average forty something points the rest of the way. What's the number in that game? Do you guys have it, Brian? Do you know? You're you're the uh, resident degenerate here. It's uh, five and a half. LSU's favored. Wow! Who would have thought that coming and into the, the year? The total is sixty-four and a half. Boy, sixty. Boy, I'd slam that, that over. Go over. I would hammer that over. I, I'm thinking seventy-eight. Winners and losers. I'd hammer that over. Well, think about Missouri. Missouri's better, though. I shouldn't say. I mean, remember last year at Neyland Stadium? I mean, yeah, but you, they're was different. kind of competitive in that game early. They're different, man. Missouri's better it, this year. Yeah, but then... Yes, they have a new offensive play call. They the Dimwick gave up play calling dues, so they have a real offense now. Wow. I think that's Boy, a hatred. Email... Hey, Tony, email Eli Drinkowitz and tell him he looks like... Uh, John Edwards. Would he Boy, take that? that? Would he take that? Go unbelievably. He would take that. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join <laughs> us, will you take my deal? Living Vol fan, or are the Vols better than that? You'll win your home games, and you know, so much of this is about fan experience. In my opinion, if you're not going to win a national championship, let your fan base. And this is what I'm watching out for you today. Let your fan base have the best experience they can possibly have if you're not going to win at all. The best experience you can possibly have is beating A&M in a signature game next week on CBS television is big-time stuff. It's a big-time football game. Now, I haven't looked ahead to to next weekend yet in terms of the college football matchups. Maybe John has, maybe Brian has, maybe Matt has. I haven't. I'm living in the moment. This is a great weekend of college football. Next weekend is a great weekend of college football. I would, sight unseen, say that that Tennessee Texas A&M game in Neyland Stadium is one of the three best games of the weekend. You win that game, that's a real signature win. Coming off a bye. And then at the end of the year, you get to knock the get to knock the moorings right out from under. But Tony, the floaty the king. it's only a signature win if A&M beats Bama this weekend. 
Yeah, that's my, Matt's right. And here's look at the other side of this. If you beat A and M, you're talking about home field here. You beat A and M, then you turn around a few weeks later and you beat Georgia. You beat Georgia, the team you have to beat to win the East. But then you you don't win the SEC East. I, I think that's going to bother fans. They're going to look back on it and say, "Man, we beat. We we're good enough to beat Georgia and yeah. Texas A and M." Yeah. Here's the but, reality, though. Our coach is four and five on the road since he's been here, and the reality is people aren't beating people on the road this year in this league because of you're right because a quarterback play is not conducive to me going in your building, handling the crowds, handling everything that goes with it, and that is across the board in this league. The quarterback play. You, you know why um, Texas went to Alabama and beat them? Because Quinn Ewers is better than most quarterbacks in this league. If you stop and think about that, and I, I'm not being a simpleton here, because Texas beat them up. Texas was just better that night. But you better have... You're going to win some road games in this league. You better have somebody at quarterback that's in control. That's why Florida got overwhelmed last week. I mean, they got their ball run, run at them, but their quarterback play is not good enough to win on the road. That game was over well, before it started. Well, Tony, think, I mean, look at A&M, though. It's playing with a backup quarterback. But Max Johnson, a couple of years ago, LSU was number six in the country, Max Johnson, a freshman, yeah. starting his first game late in the season, yeah. goes in there and wins in the slump. How's Jimbo on the road, Matt? What's the, what's the book on him? Yeah, well, I've already looked this up for next week. Uh, Jimbo Fisher and A&M are 0-9 um, as SEC road underdogs. He's never, he's never won an SEC road game as an underdog since he's been there. That's you know, the, the, the betting line, you know, the early line has, has Tennessee as a, as a favorite. Yeah, so. three and a half to four is what it'll look yeah. at. You know? he's, he's never won a, a game on the road as, as an underdog. That's an Matt, incredible number. It gets back, you get, that gets back to Tony's point about quarterbacks. I know Kellen Mond had a nice run there, but I didn't think of him as an elite SEC quarterback. I mean, A&M okay. hasn't had that since Johnny Manziel. You're right. No. He, and he's an okay player, man. Kellen Mond was okay. Kellen Mond comps to our guy. They've at the same level, college quarterback, John. Or Mond a little better than Milton. What do you think? I think well, Mond's he, a little better. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. He's al- yeah. almost like Josh Dobbs. Maybe a little bit below Josh Dobbs. I agree with Somewhere that. Somewhere between Milton and Dobbs. I agree with that. I don't think Mons made it fit in the NFL yet, though. Dobbs, was, I think he got on a, He's on a roster. Dobbs was good played. enough to Dobbs was good enough to run around and and uh, and and beat some people on the road if he, if they were coached properly. He should have won. Well, a he should have won in Florida. I mean, yeah. it wasn't his fault. He played an incredible Man. game in the slump. They had a mighty Alabama they team won on it. the ropes till Alabama made a couple. They of won South Carolina. On. They they yeah. won Georgia with him. Yeah, they did win at Georgia. I mean, that's pretty pretty freaking good. That wasn't those those Kirby wasn't there, was he? When they won at Georgia? Yeah, it was his first year. That was first his first year. year. That was okay. his first season. And he really bungled that game at yeah. the end. That's right. 
So, I mean, he, he dumbed that up. So we've got a, a lot to get into today here today. 865-200-5402. What's the result you're looking for from um, the A&M Alabama game this weekend? All eyes on that. And then will you take my deal at 865-200-5402? The deal is this. You're going to win the rest of your home games, but you're going to lose two of your next three uh, on the road. You have a trip to Alabama, you have a trip to Kentucky, you have a trip to Missouri. You can schedule your losses if you want. You could, Hey, you could go to Alabama and win and then lose to Missouri and, uh, and Kentucky if you want. A year full of signature wins. A year full of forgettable losses. What a postcard in December. And if you go 9-3, and three, you're right back in a, probably one of those New Year's Day 6 bowl games. Nine and three, you're there, especially if you get those signature wins. Can you imagine? I mean, it could happen. John said, and he's right, this team could easily go and beat Alabama and then turn right around and lose to Kentucky and Missouri. That could easily happen. That, that, I mean, when you have, and I'm not trying to belabor this point, but this is the way the league is this year. When you have our quarterback play, which most teams have our quarterback play, most teams in the league do. And when you have that level of inconsistent, kind of goofy quarterback play where anything can happen, really hard to win on the road. Really hard to win on the road. We'll come back. We'll talk about it and get into some other issues. And then Matt had a great line, uh, a great number about Jimbo Fisher. That is a fantastic. Why I love hanging out with Matt, John, Brian. These guys make me feel smarter, seem smarter, seem brighter, all that good stuff. And and then one of us sends emails to people from and calls on a payphone every once in a while. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. 
Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. It is that time of day. I got our favorite grocer on the line. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have some amazing deals. So what do you got for us this week coming up? Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, five ninety nine a pound. Assorted pork chops, $1.79 a pound. Green cabbage, $0.59 cents a pound. Niagara 24-pack water, 3 for 10. And Coca-Cola 6-packs, 3 for 10. But I also wanted to mention we have our truckload sale October 12th to the 14th. But I'll go into those details next week when I talk to you guys. But I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, man, fantastic. Thank you. And we appreciate you giving us a little heads up there. And again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Got a great stock of uh, stuff in there. There's great specials, fantastic staff. And uh, and as always, Miles, we appreciate you talking to us. And uh, I'll call you again next week, and we'll find out about that truckload sale. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. PB back with you, 865-200-5402 is my number. Numero uno, numero uno, numero uno. And by the way, if you want to get in, lines are available. Again, 865-200-5402. I'm offering you a deal today. Tennessee goes 9-3. and three. They win their home games. Keep their home winning streak for Nico Mania next season. And the beginning of the playoff. And the the sport's never going back. It's just never, ever, ever going back. And if you want further proof of that, yesterday they they cemented, easy for me to say, they cemented this yesterday. NCAA Division I Council, and John Adams is in the house today, um, NCAA Division I Council has announced some changes. 
John, I want your thoughts on this, and then we'll go to the phones. FBS and FCS football transfer window reduced from 60 to 45 days. It is now 30 days beginning December 4th this year. So December is going to be an absolute feeding frenzy, free agency feeding frenzy in college football, a free agent feeding frenzy. Get ready for it. So, again, 30 days beginning December 4, which overlaps their signing day. If their goal was to take National Signing Day and make it about as irrelevant as possible, bury it in the middle of that transfer window. Congratulations to the NCAA. Instead of keeping that thing in February where they should have and let everybody do their transfer thing and then you realize, and then if you put that thing back in February where it belongs, you know what you would do? Think about this for a second. Everybody fights for players in December, and then the, and then you try to figure out, you rework and then January becomes insane. It becomes more insane. Anyway, I digress. So it's 30 days beginning December 4. Then it's 15 days in April. 15 days in April. Then an extra five-day window in January for players on the college football uh, playoff teams. The next thing is... The NCAA Division I Council, in a nod to Deion Sanders, and just to make these coaches' lives as crazy as possible, which, by the way, if you're going to make the big money, don't come bitching to me. I don't want to hear about how hard this is for you. Shut up. The rest of us are working for a living. You're coaching football. Give me a break. You used to be able to sign 25 in a class. That They removed that two years ago due to COVID and all that stuff. Now the removal is permanent. So if you want to take your team and you want to say, you know what, we're playing uh, cards here. You dealt me five cards. I'm putting all five back in the middle of the pile. Give me five new ones. Deion Sanders, you can do that. John, your thoughts on the fact that these people just said, you know what, it is what it is, and... Let anarchy rule. Well, Tony, you said it at the outset. It's not going back. The ship has sailed. The train has left the station. This is what we have now, and it's going to be wild. Uh, when you were saying that, and when you mentioned the uh, the playoff teams having a five-day window after the playoffs, accommodating the players who might want to leave, I thought about Bear Alexander, defensive tackle at Georgia, who's now starring at Southern Cal. I mean, Georgia's defensive front is not quite what it was the past two seasons, mainly because they had this huge anchor in the middle of the defensive line who required double teaming on virtually every play. Bear Alexander might have been that guy, and I really would like, I think that would be an intriguing story behind his transfer. I bet a lot of money was involved. And I think more money than ever will be involved this December because teams are seeing this work. The transfer portal is working. Regardless of what you think of Dion, he's he's totally revamped Colorado. I mean, they won one game last year and they won three already uh, this season. So this stuff works. So you know it works. And you're right. 
remember what a big deal National Signing Day has always been? Some fans put more stock in that than they did a game. That was bigger than a game day to them. And now does it really matter? Because when you get a signing class, you're looking years ahead when most of them will contribute. Now you don't even know these stars you sign if you will have them two years later. You might help develop them, and when they're ready, when they're peaking and ready to start, no, they're going somewhere else. And the other factor that will really contribute to this, Tony, in December is these NIL deals are not forever. They're, it's pretty much a one-year thing. It's not like, oh, you can't transfer now. You signed an NIL deal. No, what you can do now is you can renegotiate. And you can say, hey, I think I'm, what, I'm worth more than what you're giving me. Poor, those poor I mean, spire guys. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, so it's just going it's going to be relentless. You can't ever a coach is not going to be able to feel secure uh, about his depth chart. Oh. Uh, John, you think people are poking around on Nico who hadn't gotten on the field? I mean, let's be real here. If you're not, you're not doing your job. I'm not saying they are, but I'm just saying, I mean, let's get real. And that's going on everywhere and you don't even have to talk to the players yeah there they're going to be people talking hey, to families call the uncle hey gee, this guy's got a line on this guy and yeah. this guy's got a line on that guy and you know and this guy might say you know what i'll broker a deal for you over here and you the family you give me a little cut those guys used to exist that whole thing that happened uh, with lynn lang and those guys that were selling players you know that stuff's going on now. That That's created a whole industry for these people. But back to the point, Deion Sanders completely changed the deal, and he's put so much pressure on these guys, so much pressure on these coaches, because now these ADs and these presidents are going, why can't you do that? We're morbid. Hey, the guy at uh, the coach at uh, Nebraska – this guy's in his first year. You're in your first year. Why did you sit there and let him take your lunch money earlier in the year? I thought you were a good coach, Matt Rule. You came from the NFL. That, that's a great example. And any coach who hasn't bought into this wholeheartedly, Dabo Swinney, you got a problem going forward. The rules have changed. It's a completely different game now of acquiring players and just as significantly as keeping players. Oh. I think that's something we forget about. You can't assume, hey, well, this guy's starting. We gave him a good NIL deal. He's driving an SUV. Doesn't matter. We got him for two more years. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh-uh. Somebody down the road, anywhere in America, might offer him a better deal. I do think a guy like Josh Heupel, though, who has this high level of emotional intelligence, never throws players under the bus, treats people respectful. I think a guy like him has a could have an edge because this is pro ball now. That's what we're doing. Back to the phones well, we he, go. He, he could have an edge in that regard. Yeah. But we've seen the Dion effect. No doubt about it. The flashy, shiny object... 
and kiss Here, like flashy, here's shiny the Dion, Dion, yeah. what Dion can do. He can bring in the money. He's a fundraiser. Oh. Celebrities. Oh. Celebrities are drawn to him. Oh. They say, oh, man, let's get on, let's get on board with Boulder. Let's get a hook up with Dion yeah. and turn that into a national power. And it's not unrealistic. No. You know what? I'm waiting for a program to hire like a Michael Irvin. Go after some of these more high. I'm serious. And then he goes and gets two coordinators and lets them coach, and he becomes the fundraiser. I, I'm being serious here. That that could be a model. Going, I'm not. I, I'm not Look, kidding when I say Tony, that. Dion doesn't even know the rule. That's what I'm saying. I, this, I know he and and you know, know what? You know what I love about him? He doesn't even pretend that he's out there coordinating his defense or coordinating his offense. He's just the guy. I'm the brand. We got these coaches. We got this thing figured out. They played USC off their damn feet last week. Are you kidding me? Let's go to. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Philly, welcome in, brother. How you, John? Doing great, Philly. That's interesting. Stat that Matt brought about Jimbo Fisher being an underdog, not winning. Yeah, he he does not win as a dog. Yeah, it's uh, uh, kind of amazing uh, uh, that A and M their season is make or break against Alabama. Really, the winner of that game is going to win the West. That's what that's what Watson thinks that if uh, if if George if um, Bama can get that game, they're going to take off. And, and probably win the league, which I thought was an interesting take. You know, what, what's weird is we thought all along LSU was going to get them again yeah. in Tuscaloosa, and now it's just you talk about the narratives change. The, the flip is the script is flipped on that. Poor LSU, man. I mean, LSU could lose five games before this thing's over. The way they defend. But Tony, I wonder if Alabama's offense can exploit that defense. Ole Miss has a dynamic offense. Alabama doesn't. Even if you have a good defense, it's kind of like Tennessee last year. You saw Tennessee scored 52 on Alabama. LSU can go out there and score 50 points on somebody. So even with that defense, I wouldn't write off that Alabama game yet. Philly, that's the thing that's missing from Tennessee right now is because conventional wisdom said early in the season – Tennessee would be able to go down there and outscore that Alabama team and blow them off the field. But Tennessee almost doesn't have that gear right now, which is really a strange thing to say at this point in the year. Yeah, we got pedestrian quarterbacks, truth be known. Yep. And uh, it is what it is. Of course, SEC's got a lot of pedestrian quarterbacks. Yes. There's only two or three that are probably uh, only playing pro football. Hey, Philly, I'll tell you this. That, um, that uh, write-up that I don't know if you saw it, but that yeah, write-up that we did, hey, that basketball team, in my years of being here, that team is loaded, okay? Yeah. Loaded, Phil. Loaded. I heard you talking about Cameron Carr. I actually had heard some uh, talk to somebody who seen him play in high school and compared him to Reggie Miller. He, he can shoot from 40 feet in. Well, Rick Barnes is whispering. I didn't write this today, but he's whispering to people 
that this guy's a two-year player. He'll be in the NBA. He's seen a bunch of them. That's what he, he's not, I don't think he's saying that out loud. But amongst themselves, they know that he's got to get some time this year. And, and, and that's why uh, the Jefferson kid and some other people, I mean, they're just looking at it and they're going, where's my playing time? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're gonna be fighting for minutes. This team's all. Yeah. This team almost has too many players, Phil. Well, of course, Barnes has got to have somebody to make an example out of every year, or or somebody to run off. That's just what he does. Yeah, it is a little bit of um, oxygen for him to feud with somebody. Have you uh, talked to Sexy Xy lately, Tony? Mm-hmm. What does he think about the uh, tight end and alcohol that Alabama and Michigan are hot on? I will. Uh, he's listening right now, so uh, perhaps he can text me, sexy Xy, if you want to share your thoughts with me on the tight end at Alcoa that's being chased. I will. Uh, I'll get that out to you, Philly. Well, we need uh, Tennessee's kind of uh, not great at tight end right now. Uh, we need an upgrade there, bad. John, are you surprised that the Castles kid, who was, who they love, love in preseason, are you surprised he hasn't done more to this point? Yeah, it's kind of hard to judge him because this offense has some issues. Had issues in the offensive line. It has some issues from time to time at quarterback. That's a great point. When I look at this offense, last year and even the year before, Tennessee's offense was so in sync. It was like everybody fit in and everything clicked. A lot of that had to do with Hendon Hooker, a quarterback. It just doesn't all fit in right now. They, and, John, they made it look so easy that we yeah. believed in the offseason. Yeah. You could take whomever and plug them in, and it's always going to fly. And the truth is it's always been about players. Shame on us. Oh, well, shame on me for believing that. And I never bought it yep. on Milton hype, but shame on. I mean, the truth is, this thing's always been about players. We believe, though, that his system, they made it look so easy that he made me believe that his system was just going to throw whoever out there and go score 50 points. It's just not going to work that way in this league. It's just not. Tony, one of the reasons I thought that, if you go back and look at some of the recent super teams in this league. Yeah. You look at the offense that uh, LSU had in 2019. Yeah. I mean, there were, you could tell, a, a casual observer could football, could tell, well, they got, they got some future Hall of Famers yeah. uh, on that field. Yeah. Uh, th- those receivers, running backs, all over the field. And then you come right back with Alabama with, with four NFL receivers. NFL quarterback, NFL running back, Najee Harris, just loaded with offense. Both won national championships. So on the heels of that, along comes Josh Heupel at Tennessee, averaging 39 points something his first year and then 46 something last year. He didn't have that kind of talent. Nowhere near. He did. So that's why I believe so much in his system. Because he wasn't doing it with having four, five, six first-round draft picks maybe on offense. Go ahead, Philly. I'm sorry. 
Well, not only that, uh, uh, Hooker was uh, irreplaceable. So was Fant, and so was uh, Jalen Hyatt. Fant's uh, a big but, loss. You're right. And Hyatt was so darn good last year, which we didn't appreciate. So darn good. We stretched the field. We have nobody can stretch the field right now. No doubt about it, Phil. Squirrel White, maybe, who had a nice maybe, game the other night. Know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, to, to replace uh, Brew McCoy. Uh, it's going to be very hard to replace him. You, you think D. Williams is going to be a receiver from the rest of the year? I mean, Phil, why wouldn't you just try it? People say, well, he's got to stay out there for a series. Okay. I mean, coach him. I, I, you know, I didn't do it. Coach him. All right, guys. Y'all hang in there. Thank you, See brother. You. That's the thing that's interesting about this team is they've got these, the, the kid from Louisiana, they've got these guys that can make plays, but they've got to figure out a way to get them on the field. And he wants to keep people out there for a whole series, which restricts the number of guys you can get on the field. So you you rob Peter to pay Paul. You wonder if during this bye week if they reevaluate and say, you know what, we're going to bring guys on and off every once in a while just to kind of uh, just to kind of keep people honest. Maybe we start a drive with Williams in a game, and we run a sweep toward him for him, give him the ball, let him do what he's going to do, and then sub in. Why wouldn't you do that? I understand. What, what, you need an act of Congress to do that. That can't be that hard. Well, I mean, we all know what a good coach offensively that Josh Heupel is. And, and look back to Valus Jones. He was a he was a return guy yeah. who, who also became a good receiver. You just, I, I would think Josh Heupel, I mean, this is, this is as much a part of his system as a hurry-up offense as our playmakers. And they talked about this in the offseason about how they can get the ball. Are they using all their talent? How can they get the ball to all these guys and let them do what they do? Sometimes you can forget about that. It gets lost in the system. But I think at this juncture, you're right. I think Tennessee needs to look for ways to upgrade the offense. I'm going to keep it live and legal and local. So a quick legal idea, and then we'll continue our conversation. Stay right there. And just like that, with the greatest of ease, G, we're in hour number two. I welcome you in to Tony Basilio show. John Adams on a Thursday. Matt Dixon's in the house. Brian Hartman back from assignment. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Joshy Boy. Under wings. I got a question for John Adams, Tony. Hit it. John, I, I think I asked Tony this uh, a few days ago, but, John, does it really affect a spread, in your opinion, when, like, a superstar is out, say, like a quarterback or, like, a really good wide receiver in a college football game? Does it really affect the spread? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, certainly. Sure. I, I mean... Uh, depending on how good, I mean, you can lose a starter in a certain position; it might not affect the spread. I really wonder if the spread the spread was affected in the Tennessee South Carolina game by the knowledge that Cooper Bays would be the starting center. Well, you know what's interesting about that, John, is that you see these numbers do things during the week, 
and sometimes they're due to like gamblers pushing lines certain ways. Sometimes I think they're due to inside knowledge. Now, where does that knowledge come from? Because the media is so restricted. And I just think that's something worth thinking about. They don't have to publish uh, injury reports. Somebody knew internally somewhere that that kid was playing Saturday night. How that got to the gambling community, I don't know. But I think that makes great sense, John, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And when a line fluctuates two and a half to three points, that's a big deal. And that line changed significantly about, I think, was 11 and a half, went up to as high as 13 and yeah. a half. Yeah. Now, the way Tennessee won the game, you said, well, should have been favored by 17 or 18. But going in, that's one of the things we looked at. Uh, but I think particularly when – I wonder how much difference the line would be if Connor Wigman, for example, right. was the starting quarterback for A&M. I right. mean, A&M lost, uh, lost their starting quarterback who was playing well, and then they brought in a backup who's also played well. But think about this, to Joshy Boy's point. Right now, we've talked about it, about the it's not the highest level of quarterback play in the league. When you lose a starting quarterback on some of these teams, I mean, that team is done. Kentucky loses its starting quarterback. Not that Devin Leary's been as good maybe as he was at NC State a couple of years ago, but the drop-off from him to the next guy is steep. Uh, the drop-off at other places is the same way. Uh, uh, you know, except yeah. for maybe five or six teams out there, I don't know that the drop-off is that steep for, for most teams given quarterback play this year around the country. Yeah. Well, well, I, think it, I mean, I think what do you think big. would happen if Miss, I mean, Mississippi State's not going great guns now. What do you think would happen if it lost Will Rogers? What do you like, think would happen if Tennessee South Carolina. lost Joe Milton? Well, yes, South Carolina. How big well, they, would the drop-off be here, though? That's debatable. That kid's a great... Well, we don't a, know. We have no way to know. Kid's a great, that kid's a, a potentially a great player behind him. I, uh, well, we don't know, but yeah. uh, look yeah. at Arkansas. It might, KJ, it might, KJ Jefferson goes down in oh, Arkansas. Uh, short term, it would maybe long term, it would be it would get better long term, but short term, yeah. Oh, short term, yeah. Brian. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about lines short. week to week. But uh, John, I got another question for you. Since you being down there from uh, Baton Rouge, do you have like any connection? like any say like post game shows because I thought about calling into a Baton Rouge post game show if uh, LSU loses to Missouri Saturday. John well, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure the fan base would appreciate that. But I tell you what, Joshy Boy, nothing that you would say could be more insulting to than what LSU fans would say. Because they yeah. turn on that team oh. in a heart but they're ready to fire Brian Kelly uh, after the lost Ole Miss. Josh, you want oh, to look yeah. up T. Bob Abear? T. Yeah. Bob Abear that played T. there. He's got a. Uh, I think it's wine and whiskey on YouTube, Joshy Boy. It's, it's worth watching. It's insane how hard they are on that coach and that team. Oh, I bet, Tony. Yeah. I, I've never heard things come out of a person's mouth that that kid was saying after that Florida State game. And that was after the Florida State game. I can't you imagine watch the what they're saying one last now. night, the other night. 
No, I did not see it. I bet that was unbelievable. The things they had coming out of their mouth after that Florida State game, I just couldn't believe. It. I was like, "Wow, I've done this all my life." I. Well, Tony, I always go back to when L- when Tennessee was playing at LSU and uh, uh, Saban's first year, and I was down there all weekend. Saban, in his first season, had just lost to UAB. I mean, all the talk shows are ready to run that guy out of town. <laughs> Josh, you boy, you're my man. Hey, Tony. Uh, I mean, the downfall. The downfall really started for LSU when they lost to us last year. See ya. Put your hey, hey Josh, you boy. Put your big boy pants on, brother. The Braves are going to need it because the Braves are shaking. Can you imagine some of the bammers the year that Alabama lost to Louisiana Monroe? N- no, but I would really like to. Hour two. Let's kick it. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. 
The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. Built to win. Ball game, Alabama wins. Built for championships. Heading for the pylon, get the race, wins the race, touchdown Alabama. Built by Bama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Texas A&M at Kyle Field. Our coverage begins at 11.30 on your home for Alabama football. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Brian Hartman's had something he's been wanting to introduce for a while here. As we're well into hour two on your radio, before we go back to our TLD Logistics hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I wanted to give a uh, a shout-out to... South Florida head coach Alex Golish yep. and former Tennessee offensive coordinator under Josh Heupel. He took a South Florida program in year one that went 1-11 and 11 the year before with a win over Howard. And he's got them 3-2, and two, favored on their road at UAB to get to 4-2. and two, And likely he could end up being candidates for one of the uh, coaches of the year type thing. He could have one of the biggest turnarounds this season of any program. And I just wanted to give him a uh, show him some appreciation for what he's done there. And he's missed here, by the way. In fact, he's sorely missed. You know, I want to also bring this up. Comrade back. Imagine UAB. They hired Trent Dilfer, who was a high school coach in the yep. Nashville area last yep. year. Yep. No college no college experience at all. They've lost four straight. And Tennessee hired a no South Florida hired a guy that coached a Belitnikoff award winner and a potential Heisman candidate in a ten and two season which included a win over Alabama. So we fold- So tell me which one was a better hire. Well it's early. But we fold into that conversation this. Don't pick fights of people that get ink out of inkwells. That used to be the saying. Now I don't know if we even print things anymore. So, I mean, hey, we're still printing at the new Sentinel, Tony. <laughs> Come on down and check out our press one night. <laughs> I'll give you a tour of the press room. Um, I'd like to see that actually. <clears throat> Do they still use plates like they did back in the day? The plates were incredible. Yeah, I assume. I can't imagine any other way, but. 
when do you think was the last time I was in a press room? Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times. Here's your backdrop, Alex Golish. This is what this is what this is what columnists do, okay? Columnists see an opening and when they sense weakness in somebody or when they have a coach act haughty and get above their skis, they their job is to knock them off their skis. That's the job of a columnist. Is you, you got to call it like you say it. Billy Napier, after that game the other day, <clears throat> instead of getting in front of that media for Florida and apologizing to everybody involved, including that fan base, said to the media at least three times, why weren't you asking me these questions after we beat Tennessee? Now, this is what you get after you do that. Brian's talking about Alex Golish. Matt Baker tweeted the following last night. He's at the Tampa Bay Times. He tweeted the following. I have a link to this on the uh, You have to have a subscription to see the article. On day one, he wrote, hashtag Gators head coach said some folks, quote, are probably going to get frustrated with me because we will be, quote, very patient and calculated about everything. Meanwhile, USF head coach Alex Golish said, the Bulls will be as good as we can, as fast as we can. He said, all this is proven true. Let's look at one part, spring transfer period. USF vowed to be very active. The Bulls landed five players in that window that have already started at least once and are contributing. Florida was criticized for being slow in that window. Napier... Uh, fine with it. <laughs> so, Matt Baker is juxtaposing the two. Now, they're in different leagues. Fair or not, I'm just telling you, the heat is being turned up on Sunbelt Billy. Sunbelt Billy might end up being Sunburn Billy before this thing's over. Because they are going to turn it up on him. And, John, you know, that's uh, the kind of stuff you get. Hey, John, that's the kind of stuff you get when you go before a media and tell them you weren't asking me these questions a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you just, it never serves you well. And, and I will say this. Uh, for all the criticism Brian Kelly's gotten at LSU this season, what does he say after losses? He said, that was embarrassing. We coached poorly. We played poorly. He never... I haven't heard him turn it the other way. He doesn't say, well, why are you being so critical now? Why weren't you saying these things when we beat Arkansas? I mean, he's a that, that really shows a naivete on, on Billy Napier's part. He hasn't been in these high-profile positions. Brian Kelly has. There's no way you win that kind of battle. And I was just, because we were talking about it, uh, all fair just now. Billy Napier's in his second season. He got started out by losing seven games. Probably will lose seven this year. And listen to some of these teams he's playing next year. He's playing Miami, UCF, Florida State. He's playing three Power Five conference teams in Florida. And then you pile on the uh, the SEC schedule. 
with Texas A&M, LSU, Tennessee. I don't see how after three seasons, Bill, I don't care how well he's recruited this year, I don't see how how in the world Billy Napier can be the coach going into 2025 at Florida. I wouldn't want to give a, a Florida coach any advice, but I would advise Sunbelt Billy to stay the hell away from any sharks if he goes out deep sea fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, would, would that would that put Alex Skolish in line to get the Florida job if he succeeds there? No. But let's go back to the phones. Not close. And get our next call in. Hello and welcome. What are you doing? I faintly hear a voice in the background. It was very faint. Can you please come again, whoever this is? How are you doing, Tony? Now I hear that voice. Um, I've been looking over at the schedule at, at the NFL. There's some very interesting games that's going to be on coming Sunday. Uh, tell us about some of your favorite games, Billy. All right. Uh, your Eagles is going to be going to La La Land to, to play uh, the Rams. And I'm not going to give you my prediction until tomorrow. All right. And another one, Carolina is going to be at Detroit. And I'm saving that for tomorrow. And then let's say Dallas will be at San Francisco. And I'll give you my prediction on that tomorrow. So you're saving. So basically this is a. One of a two-part call. You're calling it. John, you ever done a two-part article? Two-part column? One of two? Yes, I have. Okay, so just basically what Bill's doing. Bill is setting up. He's assuming, first of all, that he's going to get through tomorrow, which is rather assumptive of him. Some teasers today. He's doing teasers. Not in a gambling sense, but just Tony in a radio so. sense. So you're setting up your four... Bill, are you setting up now? How many games are you watching here on the weekend? Uh, let's see here now. I'm going to be. I'm. I'm going to. Let's see. Um, I'll probably be watching uh, the Minnesota Michigan game. Is that now? Is that college or pro? You were just giving me NFL plays. Now you're mixing your metal. Okay, okay. Now I'm going to give. Is there anything in the MLS you're interested in, Bill? You're going to watch the all the great games on Saturday, and you're watching Minnesota and Michigan. (laughs) Oh come on, John! Don't torpedo me, Bill. I got a uh, don't torpedo him, John. I got a critical email about you last. Guy just ripped me to shreds because I had the nerve to talk about your birthday party on Tony's show. He said that's a waste of time. Tony's time is too valuable to be talking about Titan Bill's birthday. Guy was just ripping me to shreds, and I defended you in my column. But are we doing that birthday party still? Is that what it right at the end of October? I think. No, wait. Uh, I I believe I believe they're talking about it next month. Oh, for November? Well, well, what 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 about if we did it at the end of October? Uh, 
I don't think I'd be turned on to that. Yeah, but but see that. Uh, what about the audience? I mean, you have you have. Let's face it, you've got a fan club. They love you. Maybe it would be yeah, better for the for your fan club yeah. to have the birthday in October. So the, how a, would you be with that? I, and there are a bunch of A and M fans that like you. I understand that are going to be up at Calhoun's as well. Well, I'll tell you both. I'll tell you both of my sisters' birthdays is in, is in October. But that's not you, Titansville. They don't have a fan <laughs> club. You've got to think big picture here. So how about they just? How about they get together and maybe postpone this thing to November? What would be your take on that? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, postpone it until November. That's going to be my take right there, my friend. Okay, okay. On this other note, yeah, he doesn't sound like John. John, he doesn't sound like he's going for having his birthday party uh, at the end of October with Joshy Boy. He does not sound like he's going for that. John, I don't think you succeeded. If you were trying to move him off his November date, I don't think you succeeded, John. Okay, okay. Titans, Bill. And by the way, you're angering. What's the guy's name? That's listening Billy. to the show right now, Billy. Billy. You're angering Billy as well. So you're angering okay. Titans well, Bill and Billy. Billy the emailer and Titans Bill. You're angering both of them. Continue. Okay, well, let, let me see if I can steer my way through this and, and come to a positive conclusion All right. for everybody. All right. Titans Bill, what would it take if we said, okay, we're going to move your birthday party to October, but we're going to give you this in return? What would we need to give you to move that birthday party? Uh, I don't think I'd be turned on to that, John. I'm sorry. And anyway, look, my birthday is going to be the day after Tennessee Place, Georgia. Tights Bill. Tights Bill. That's just a football game. let Let me throw something at you and see if I can change your mind. How about if Shirley Joe if Shirley Jones comes to your birthday party in October? He knows people. Hey, this guy's a longtime columnist. This guy knows people, Bill. Okay. I'll tell I'll tell you what, Connie Francis. Connie Francis. How about if we got like a Shirley Jones look alike to come down there? No, no, let's get the Let's get the real deal. Seriously, Titans Bill. If I could get Shirley Jones and find if it. I could get Shirley Jones to come to your birthday party in October, are you telling you me You can't do that, John. No, Billy's right. You're wasting my time. All right, Bill, he's wasting my time. Bill Yeah. You, yeah, your birthday, we'll just do it at the end of October. What do you think? Uh I don't know if I like the idea. In any way, Tony. You know that you know uh, the date. You know my birthday is on the nineteenth. That falls right after Tennessee plays Georgia. Well, I hope you don't get a lump of coal in your stocking. But I appreciate the call. Thank you. God, John, he was not going for that, man. 
But I don't understand it. You see my logic here. Of course. Let's ask, just have one birthday for everybody, right? And he's going to have a huge crowd there. Next Shirley, and Shirley huge Jones. gifts. You're not going to give him Shirley Jones, but he could get like gift certificates and stuff. How do you know that? Because I know. Let's go back I, to our phones. I mean, she's Hol got an agent. Hello and welcome into our next call. We'll get a sponsor. Yeah. How about a, how about a Tanya Tucker lookalike? A Tanya Tucker lookalike, Titans Bill. What do you think? How was Tanya last week? You saw her, right? Oh, it just took me a while to get back to you. I've been... <laughs> oh, you were... oh. Okay, I had the best time. We, uh, Me and my daughter ended up in the old city uh, this, watching the ball game. And uh, I think I got up and clogged at one point. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, we had a great weekend. It's a great show. Lovely theater. Um, first time ever been there. Is that so you went to the Tennessee Theater? Yeah. Is that not an awesome, oh, beautiful I, space? Yes, I tell you, we, I, 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 we, I put a bunch of posts on my Facebook page. I think you have couple of posts from the uh, show. Uh, I, maybe I didn't send it to the right place, but you can check out my on Twitter. It's uh, Mountain Girl, Smoky Mountain Girl. All right. And uh, Facebook, it's uh, Peggy and Holt, and it's uh, in Cosby. Anyway, I, we got a bunch of footage on there. I was hoping I'd get to spend more time with her because I was going to get her to give you a live sound. I love her. Did did she do but down to my did she do down to my last teardrop? Yeah, let's see. I don't think she done it that night. Oh, that's a drum my uh, my wife went to that uh, show. She did go. Did yeah, she? she said that Tanya Tucker almost canceled. She hurt her yeah. neck. Hurt her I, neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah she it had a neck injury. Right came in. out after forty five minutes. Did she do Delta yeah, Dawn? Yeah. Did she do Delta Dawn? Yeah, very last one. It's almost. Oh my yeah, God! What a great song. Later, we were very lucky. I'm pretty sure, knowing what I know and reading it, what her daughter pretty much was responsible and got her, you know, up there. She's recovering from a hip surgery, or no, this time it was a neck surgery. I'm sorry, and she had been in recuperation and drove straight from Texas. Peggy's her cousin. Not, well, no, I'm not her cousin. I, I met her back in the 90s when she was playing. Same thing. She, well, uh, she was staying in a cabin in, up in uh, Gatlinburg, a place called Greenbrier. A lot of people stay Greenbrier, there. yep. Greenbrier. Uh, my husband at the time was first cousins with a guy who uh, owned this cabin with Hank Cochran. He's a famous songwriter in Nashville. Of course. So Hank uh, let Tanya come up there and stay for the weekend to get away. This is back in 86, fall of 86. So my husband has took uh, firewood and kept it this cabin for his cousin that owned the motel in Gatlinburg. That's a connection, Maples and Gatlinburg. So he takes a load of woods, you know, and he's stacking it on the porch. And they said, this girl comes out on the porch and they're talking. And he invites her to over to our house and we're going to take her to, this is for Moonshine's Legal, a place in, in Cosby and the Hollers, called 
the German Hillbilly Club, and you bought the moonshine back then. After them, moonshine soaked cherries. Now, where was the, the German the German Hillbilly Club? Did they like have a sign for that, or is that just something you had no. to know about? Well, Fort Marks. It said Fort Marks, and it's actually a hillbilly guy, and he married a Maria, brought her over here from Germany. And he was selling the moonshine, you know, for the moonshiners. This before everything's legalized, you know, like it is now. And I, we have, you know, all the Gucci uh, moonshine. I'm talking about back in the day, day. Stuff will put some hair on your chest, right? The back in the day, day. (laughs) So he comes home and he tells me, and I'm about four, I think, three, three months pregnant. He comes home telling me that he's invited, you know, this this stand at Uncle Roy's cabin. And he said, it's Tanya Tucker. And I'm like, you know, I thought he's stupid. You know, I didn't believe it. Of course not. So him him and my brother says, yeah, you know, we're going to meet her and her boyfriend. And they're going to follow us up. And we're going to the front porch, which was a Mexican place. People come from Knoxville. It was a really famous place where the high rollers came and eat Mexican food in Cosby. Philip Fulmer, you know, ate there quite often. Cutcliffe, you know, a lot of people in the 80s and 90s. But Philip Fulmer was anyway. with Tanya Tucker, hanging out with her up in the, up in the, uh, shall, what was that again? Uh, Cosby, oh, oh, Fort Marks, Hillbilly, uh, the Hillbilly, German Hillbilly Club's what they called it. All right, did she do Would You Lay Down With Me in a Field of Stone? Yes. That is a great jam. That's on the first album. Yes, 73. That's right. That first one. Oh, my. John, do you like early Tanya Tucker? I never appreciated all that. John Adams? Oh, I love that stuff. That that stuff is so soulful. John, do you love early Tanya Tucker? Uh, she wasn't one of my favorites, but what? she started singing. Well, I'm just telling you, I interviewed her once at a NASCAR race. You I interviewed just, Tanya Tucker? Yeah, they had celebrities there sometimes. This was in Daytona, the Daytona 500. And before the uh, race, it's like an hour before, they said, uh, Tanya Tucker, I guess she was, I don't know, she was a guest of honor. Tanya Tucker will be will answer me your questions in such and such place. So I was just curious. I mean, it's not something I'd write about. So I, I went in there, and there were like four or five other media types there talking to her. And, man, she had on about as much makeup as any human being I've ever seen. It was a thick, thick face. Peggy, that's not nice, is it? Uh, well, I kind of cringed a little bit as a woman. I will say that. Has he ever done an interview with a guy that his face looked bad? I mean, you know, come on. Women take that kind of sensitive. Yeah, John. No, no, I'm not saying she looked bad. (laughs) She actually (laughs) looked pretty good. I'm just saying I noticed how much makeup she had. Well, an entertainer usually wears a lot more makeup than everyday people. And sometimes they come directly to shows. And if they're going to be out in public, they go from those. That's right. So do uh, so do TV people. Yeah, I've seen some local TV like males out in like restaurants at night, and they'll have makeup on. I've seen. They have to be. They have to be camera ready. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you know, she's been... Okay, Duff, Philip Fulmer, was he wearing makeup when he was... Go ahead. I think she saw Philip Fulmer, John. Oh, I misunderstood. I thought she saw Tanya Tucker and Philip Fulmer together. No, that's not... That's not what you said, is it, Peg? No, I didn't think I mentioned Philip Fulmer. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I think women get judged more harshly on appearance than a man does in the same situation. You know, well, that's uh, right. It's always been that way, you know, and you just have to have a little bit of that thick skin. She's been doing this since she's 14. And I'll tell you this I saw her up close. She signed her book, and uh, uh, I didn't get to talk with her much, but for a 65 year old lady that's been doing it for 50 years, she looked damn good. I love her. Did she do What's Your Mama's Name? I've got the set list. Uh, the drummer gave my daughter uh, the set list. God, that's so cool. Anybody that goes up and asks for a set list can call this show anytime they want to. Because you are you are NWO for life with me right now. That is incredible. Well, the next time, I mean, he, uh, we didn't even ask for it because the people oh. just swarmed that stage. We, oh. did, we weren't used to that. You know, man, they just in that stage like crazy, and they've got books, they've got albums, you know, and she'll stand there and do all that. And you're right, uh, his, uh, she wasn't feeling well. She, it was uh, 9 o'clock before she went on stage, and she's supposed to go on stage at 8. And... Her, her list, her set, she just performed. It was about an hour, and she usually does, I mean, a way more. Uh, this set list has got one, two, three, four, five, two, 20. How many songs? 17. 17 songs. Oh. And sparrows that two sparrows in a hurricane i can tell you because there's people asking why she didn't perform it it's on here but that that one gets her real emotional because it's about her mom and dad so she didn't do it so it's really 16 so yeah we were she had canceled three leading up to Knoxville. i was very sure i told my daughter they are probably going to cancel it because she's just not recovering. She had neck surgery. John, uh, did your lovely had... enjoy that show? Yeah, she did very much. Uh, she was she was real concerned that uh, that Tanya had a bad neck. She has good taste. She admired music. her for coming out and answering the bell. Me too. Uh, she could have easily well, canceled. Wanted, uh, my wife was overhearing me talking. I'm talking kind of loud. But yeah. Making up for my sore throat. And Is so, she getting on you about wanted, the makeup comment? I don't think she heard that. Uh, she uh, wanted to know if uh, Peggy did a tequila shot with uh, Tanya. No, I did not. That was the people over to the right of me. <laughs> what? Her tequila, that's her brand of tequila, Tony. She's got a... Tequila line out. It's pretty hard to find, but the bottles are collectible. And there's a pink one that's to make up money for a a friend of hers. That's for uh, breast cancer. So proceeds from that brand, it's Cosa Savoye, Tanya Tucker Tequila. 
You can order it online or find it in your liquor stores. I didn't mean to do it to my show. Peggy, who do you like in that uh, A&M Alabama game this weekend? What do you think? I am A&M all the way. Anytime uh, 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 Alabama, you know, I just can't. Uh, they can. But I'm figuring it. Uh, besides that, number one thing, I think it'll do for A&M to come in with that with a win on them is going to be better for them to come in with a loss. They'll be seeking hardcore revenge. Hey, hey, Peggy. Have them high up on their horse. They can't say you didn't call in and, and talk not talk sports today. I thank you. You have a great day. Incredible phone call by her. That is a call by which all other calls the rest of our time will be judged today. Good luck to the to the rest of the callers. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Save-A-Lot Food serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. It is that time of day. I got our favorite grocer on the line. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have some amazing deals. So what do you got for us this week coming up? Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, five ninety nine a pound, assorted pork chops, $1.79 a pound, green cabbage, $0.59 cents a pound, Niagara 24-pack water, 3 for 10, and Coca-Cola 6-packs, 3 for 10. But I also wanted to mention we have our truckload sale October 12th to the 14th, but I'll go into those details next week when I talk to you guys. But I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, man, fantastic. Thank you, and we appreciate you giving us a little heads up there. And again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week. Your hours are 7 a.m. till. 9 p.m. Got a great stock of uh, stuff in there. The great specials, fantastic staff, and uh, and as always, Miles, we appreciate you talking to us. And uh, I'll call you again next week, and we'll find out about that truckload sale. Alrighty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Have a good day. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tell him, Mashie. You know the blog today over at tclub.team. Um, is full of um, pretty good stuff. I, I I did a basketball download on some of the newcomers there. If you want to check that out, kind of whet your appetite for the upcoming basketball season. John, I just got a text from a buddy. 
who said, why, why does Adams always got to bring Fulmer's name up into things? No, he wants to know why you brought Fulmer's name up in that last segment. Tony, I didn't bring it up. Peggy brought it up. She said Tanya Tucker and Philip Fulmer were together. And then when I asked her about it, she denied it. All right, Brian Hartman, did that lady name mention Philip Fulmer's name? Yes or no? I, uh, I think I heard her say something about Fulmer. Dixon? So, yes. I, that, that lady lost Dixon, like, about 10 seconds in. Did you hear Fulmer's name from her, Dixon? Or did John pull that I up? Heard, I heard Fulmer's name come up. Yeah, I, I thought she I thought she had mentioned Fulmer's name. All right, let's go back to the phones. That, that, that call was kind of all over the place, all which right. I, I appreciate. To Zink, you can sit, stand corrected, big boy. Don't be messing with John Adams. As we get our next call in, thank you, Peggy, for the phone call. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Yo, go right ahead. Oh, thanks. Um, I, I was expecting a, a screener. Sorry about that. Um, I, the reason I'm calling in, uh, I actually did some work with uh, Tanya Tucker in the early 90s. Um, it was an advertising project I was involved with. Uh, it was for a GMC truck group uh, okay. in the Midwest. Nice. And I had occasion to, uh, to meet with her. And Hoyt Axton was also there. Uh, wow. But the main reason I'm calling, you, you are mispronouncing her name. And I made the same mistake 30 years ago when I first met her, and I referred to her as Tanya, and she immediately corrected me and said, that's Tanya. Oh, so wow. So just know that it is not Tanya Tucker, it is Tanya Tucker. So if you ever, like, interface with her, she will look right at you and say, my name is Tanya. That, that was my experience. <laughs> but she yeah, was Matt's so wondering, how did, uh, how did Peggy say her name? I think Peggy was mispronouncing it, too. I mean, Peggy, I don't want to get it. You know, I was, I was listening, and she was somewhere in between. She wasn't full-on Tanya. <laughs> well, I, I knew her name was Tanya. I might have misspoke. So she, yeah, it, so, so, yeah, Peggy was going in and out on the Tanya and the Tanya, I thought. It was like there were two and, people, Tanya yeah, and Tanya. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, but it, it's a common mistake. Um, and, and, Tony, you and I actually have some, have some mutual friends. All right. Um, and I, I have listened to your show for years and years, and I just, I love what you do. Um, but I'm a, a, a bit of a, a musician, and um, nice. Lance, Lance uh, McCluskey, I think, plays in your group. I love Sexy Lancey, yep. Yeah, and he, he's a good good pal of mine. I've known him in the advertising world for probably 20-plus years. Um, and recently, um, I've gotten to know uh, David Bivens, who speaks very highly of your, your playing. David, of course, is a, a tremendous jazz guitarist. Uh, around town he's what you and, call like uh, a world-class player is what david is oh yeah he's, he's, he's like the only seven string player that you know i know he's uh, insane he six and seven string but yeah he's he's a, a terrific musician and a great guy um but anyway i just was calling in i just wanted to set you straight on uh <laughs> tanya on ta yeah, Tanya's first yeah i don't want to get clapped at hey listen i appreciate you thank you brother absolutely you have a great day man. you too man I love my musicians. And Lance, 
Sexy Lancey was smoking the other night when we played. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, it's Rusty. Hey, Rusty, welcome in. Hey, man, I had no idea how I was going to transition from uh, what's been said with other callers. <laughs> you can go ahead and transition, bro. It's, uh, it's no, it the era we're living in. Bro, I, I got it perfect. Um, when I was seven years old, I saw the Oak Ridge Boys with Tanya Tucker opening at Freedom Hall in Johnson City, Tennessee. So that there, there's the segue. That's credibility right there. I hope they did uh, Elvira. Oh, you know it. Oh, Bobby Sue, uh, come on in, take your coat off. Oh, Were you a Oak Ridge Boys fan, uh, John oh, Adams? It, how about John, your day? John? Oak Ridge yeah, Boys. Uh, I like the Oak Ridge Boys. Uh, Joe Biddle, uh, famous columnist in Nashville for a long time. Joe passed away a year ago. Uh, Joe was uh, friends. With, he knew a lot of the country music guys, and he was friends with the Oak Ridge Boys. And we were covering the uh, 1985 World Series. Nice. In the Oak Ridge, and we were in St. Louis, going back and forth between St. Louis and uh, in Kansas City, the I-40 World Series. Anyway, the Oak Ridge boys uh, came by. They parked their bus there at the hotel, and one of them came up, and Joe had gotten him. Joe was sort of the liaison and had gotten him two tickets. I got not two tickets. I got them tickets for the World Series, and so he came up to the room, and uh, we got the gave them the tickets. Their fans call them the Oaks. Anything else for us, Rusty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder what that. Um. Just I, I, I don't know if anybody else called him that. Well, we're just going to hear from are you Rusty sure, now. Are you sure you heard we're that? We're just going to hear from Rusty. We're going to hear from Rusty. You're doing that thing that Steve accused you of. Stop. Go ahead, Rusty. Um, two, two little housekeeping things yeah. on, on incorrections. The Burton, the Burton kid at Missouri never went to Oklahoma. He, he went right to Missouri out of high school. He was the number three rated player out of, coming out of high school, number one receiver. He was just a that was guy. A Theo Weiss that went to Oklahoma and then transferred yeah. to Missouri. Thank you. Right. B- Burton, the superstar, is just a Mizzou guy, East St. Louis kid, and was only going there. Thank you. Um, yeah. And then somebody called in yesterday talking about the, the play where Rattler, Bronny Mitchell, did he step on the end line? He did not step out of bounds. You, you said he threw the ball out of bounds past the line of scrimmage, which he did. He never escaped the pocket, though. That's the big part. Yeah, he was in the tackle box. It was grounding. He was in the tackle box, clearly. Whether the ball got across. The oh, that's not, really good, guys. Won. That's a good catch by both of you. Yeah. Well, that dumbass um, official didn't know it. He was right there oh, in front no. of him. They, they, they did review it to see if he stepped on the line, but, of course, they didn't review. They can't review, I guess. The tackle box. The tackle box. Yeah. Um, and then last thing, I just wanted to know, John Adams, he gave his Hall of Fame caller list a while back when he, when he got inducted rightfully. So um, I want to know if Peggy made it. And that's all I got. Thank um, you. John, is Peggy? Well, you know, she might have made it. I mean, I could. That's something you revise from show to show, week to week. You know, it's not etched in stone. But I just had a problem with Peggy. I mean, she was all over the place. But she brings up Tanya Tucker and Philip Fulmer being together at this she, Abbott or wherever. And then when I brought it up later, she denied it. Back so, 
Back to our t- problem with that. Yeah. Back to our phones we go. Hello and welcome in TLD Logistics Hotline. Hello. I'm a friend from the Patriots down today. Hey, W. Queen Peggy, and that's what I'm going to refer to her from now on, the Queen of Cosby in my book. Uh, she said Philip Fulmer and Tanya Tucker ate at the same restaurant. You followed that, huh? Yeah, they weren't there together. They just ate at the same restaurant up there. Okay. It was kind of hard following her. You yeah, got it. But she it. did say his name, right? Yes, yeah, she did. She said whatever that restaurant was she was talking about up there, he came up there and ate. Because she clapped back at John and said, I never said his name. <laughs> no, John said they met. She never She never said they met. Oh. <laughs> no, oh, I, I thought that's what she said, but like I, I like I'm saying, I mean, she was really hard to follow. She was all oh, she over was. the place. She's she's Queen of Cosby to me. We might need to celebrate her birthday and bump tight the bill on all of his friends and relatives. That's a pretty good line by you, W. Lynn. At this point, Titans Bill might get bumped. <laughs> there was a great line just now by Matt, but we can't say it on the air. Okay. Tony, I'm a little upset. Uh, Jerry Palm, he's done a week-by-week 12-team playoff. He stole that from your show. Oh, I know that. He stole it from you. He stole it right from you. Well, it's part of the Tony Basilio family, and he should give uh, you or me or whoever credit. He He should give you credit. And, and you know, like... um, John M., you gave W. Lynn credit for something. What was it? In, in print, something that he developed? Yeah, I wrote a column no. about him one time. Yeah. I know what it was. W. Lynn, you told me that Steve Williams developed something. What was that? Do you remember uh, W. That was the all sports uh, uh, panel he developed that way back, at, you know, 40 years ago. The all sports the, trophy. The national all sports trophy, yeah. And now they, everybody's picked up on it. Yeah. Who knew? I mean, is Tony Lenardi going to come out now and start saying first four in, first four out? I mean, this is out of hand. So he's doing the first four in, the first four out. That's what, um, uh, what's his face? I don't know if Jerry Palm is doing that or not, but I, I guarantee you he was listening to your show and picked up on that. You know, because uh, we did it all last year. I did it every week, you know. So, uh, anyhow, but... Uh, Jerry Palm, you know, he leaves a fingerprint. He He leaves a fingerprint on that. Let me ask you about this idea. This is the last year before the playoffs. You know what we ought to do? Yep. We ought to have the Rose Bowl with Pac-12, Big Ten. We ought to have the Cotton Bowl with Big 12 champ, Sugar Georgia, or Sugar Bowl SEC champ. Orange Bowl ACC champ, fill in the three, their wild cards, and then have the, just pick two out of that and play the national title. Just for old so, time's sake. Just one yeah. more time around the the bend. And if we did that, the Rose Bowl right now today would be Michigan-Washington. Wow. The Cotton Bowl would be Texas-Penn State. Wow. The Sugar Bowl would be Georgia-Oregon. Uh, wow. And, and the Orange Bowl would be Florida State-Ohio State. I'll tell you what, John, that'd be four really great football games. 
So Bill Kitty, almost, almost as good as that Michigan-Minnesota game that Titans Bill put the phone. I can't wait to hear the results of that. You know, that's almost as good. And uh, Titans Bill, shame little, on you. I took a little liberty like a with the Orange week. Bowl. The young people might not remember this, but that's where the Big 8 champ used to go. And uh, if people can, can believe this, in 1990... When Georgia Tech was 10-0-1, they didn't have a bid to the, a major four New Year's Bowl. Their champ went to the Citrus Bowl. Yep, and they yeah. won the national championship from the Citrus Bowl, which is a great little uh, whatever that is. They got a tie of the thing. They beat somebody. Tied Colorado. They beat somebody like they were mad at them. They, they beat Nebraska. Like they were mad at them, big boy. Yeah, like they were mad at them. But uh, W. Lynn, thank you. I'm out of time. That, to the radio listener, I got to say. When... Hang on. To the radio listener, I got to say.